She says, how many, sir? I don't think they'll all fit. <laughs> uh, 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 that, and that's why you should bring more than a lunchbox to take home six guinea pigs. Yes. Uh, you know, because yes. otherwise you're just holding up the line. And um, yeah, Mind you, you did bring six little masks for them, just so they could, oh, that's cute. They could gather in the lunchbox and not, if, you know, if give you each other COVID. If you are picking up six guinea pigs, you must make sure that they're not all they're all the same gender. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to have more than six guinea pigs very quickly. Lucky that's, guinea pigs. And that's <laughs> there's forty guinea pigs. That's yeah, as many all, as four all tens. The, all and the that's guinea pigs terrible. That they could ever want to eat. <laughs> if there were been a lunchbox for that long, they would they would turn to cannibalism. Hello, Christopher. Hello, Matstopher. We're doing a podcast. We fucking are. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Big Damn Cast. Nerdy news, geeky gossip, whatever. We can talk about stuff. Things. Things. Things, things you already things. have opinions of, but for some reason you want to hear our opinions. Fair enough. I'm not sure they do. I'm not going to argue I'm going to offer them anyway. Yeah. We're like, um, we're like the Weekly Planet, but... Not as funny. Not as successful. Oh, you went funny. Oh, it's successful. <laughs> I was going to say, we're like the Weekly Planet, but with just a thousandth of the listener. We're like the Weekly Planet, but crap. Yeah. <laughs> but does the Weekly Planet have a little Stanley action figure? I mean, right. Probably. I don't know what they've got in their respective rooms. Look at him on my Kamura. Look at him. Oh, he's very standing good. Standing around... Very orbs. He doesn't have a jetpack or anything, though. Or, like, any rockets that fire out of his bum or something. Why would he have those? Because he's an action figure. <laughs> a child's plaything. Yeah, but he's Stan Lee. He's not a turbo man. <laughs> Stan Lee, the Stan Lee action figure with incredible active features such as irresistible charm. <laughs> Figurehead abilities and charisma, and the ability to overshadow his colleagues for 40 years. Hey! We love him. We love that man. But that is a true part of his story. So, Christopher. You know. Matstopher. I've got some great news for you. Oh, shit. This just in. Breaking news. Oh, crack. Sony are keeping the PS3 and PS Vita stores open. I saw this about an hour ago and it made me happy <laughs> inside. So the PSP yeah, store is still getting shit shit canned. The, the PSP store is still getting shit canned, and I but I think I, the the two people who are still downloading new games to their PSP are going. Fair enough. Well, you already <laughs> can't access the store from a PSP. No, you have to do so, it via the PS3 while your PSP is plugged into the bugger. So I'm guessing, and, it, and it's it's not for PSP games either. It's mostly the PS1 library. So I'm guessing that's just. That means that all the PSP specific stuff is going to disappear from all the storefronts then. But I don't think I don't think it's had them for a while. Anyway, I think it's mostly been. Um, oh, you can P- still access PS One access. Oh, they still. Oh, well, if if you if you if you bought. No, them no, in you the can still you can still browse them. Certainly on um, the three on Vita, you can. Oh shit! Well, there you go, folks. There you but go. I don't know. I don't know if that's going away. I would assume so, which is a shame. But to be fair, a lot of the best PSP exclusive stuff. 
never got digital releases. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Um, yeah. Oh, you bastard. Shit, yeah. I'm looking at you, Metal Gear Acid. Um, yeah. Change of Olympus. <laughs> I've got a digital them, release. Some of them have had digital releases to other platforms. Yeah. But... No, no, no. Uh, Change of Olympus uh, and uh, Ghost of Sparta both came out digitally as well. Because I've got oh. them both digitally. There you go. All the Kratos you can shake I think they were, I think they were both at. plus games back in the day, back in the pre pre PS4 days. Holy shit. But uh Holy but yeah. biscuits. That's well, maybe a neat that bit maybe of news. that was its digital release. Like there you go. If you got plus here, you No, go. no, it because um Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't what, know. What games did you um physically own for the PSP? For with for younger listeners, the PSP is like a PS Vita. For for even younger listeners, the PS Vita is like a PlayStation, but it's in your well, hands. I've got. I'm looking <laughs> at my shelf right now, and I don't have a ton of stuff on PSP. But at the moment, I've got Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, because that's mandatory if you've got a PSP. Well, um, uh, Luminez. Mm-hmm. Luminez is just it's perfect. Um, it's about to review of Luminous, everybody. Yeah, Luminous is perfect. Um, Luminous is love. Luminous is life. Uh, I've got a couple of, of crappy racing games. Uh, Midnight Club. Standard, especially if it's uh, if it's a launch title. Yeah, Midnight Club and Need for Speed. Most uh, most wanted, I think it is. And I think that's all I've actually got on disc. Most of my stuff's digital. Um, I, I mostly play downloads of PS1 games. Um Specifically, the PS One games that I didn't have anymore because they were chipped. Yeah, and uh, so I so I bought them on the PS PlayStation Store on the PS Three and downloaded them to the, the PSP. So it's things like um, Crash Team Racing and and uh, Toy Story Two games like that, which I which I kept and I've been able to transfer to the Vita. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I play I mostly play stuff on my P on my Vita now if it's yeah. Vita compatible, even if it's a PSP or PS One game. Um, PS One stuff is particularly because if it uses two sticks, then you've got two sticks. You got two little and, sticks, two little sticks, and you think. And it's not perfect, but the touch screens, uh, touch screen and rear touch panel are much better for or having than having to hold down, select, and press the shoulder buttons for because you've not got two shoulder buttons. Yeah. Damn oh, you! Well, that was the thing. Age. So, um, so yeah, so I only. Yeah, Four physical PSP games, and they're not the best. What are they? Uh, <laughs> Aliens versus Predator Requiem. Oh yeah, I've got that game. It's not great. I've got it? that. It's not it's great. Not, it's not good. It's fun playing as an alien, but that's kind of it. I mean, is it? Um, you can play as an alien. That's factual. Um, actually, can you? No, you play as the Predator. I think you unlock the alien later. Point is that Family Guy the video game. Wow. I like side-scrolling beat-em-ups, and that was basically wow. one of them. Yeah, it's not great. Um, Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Okay. You know, the sort of Spider-Man Raimi trilogy spin-off, kind of. Remember that one? Um, and uh, Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. Oh! Oh! No! Which I also have on PS2. Oh! Yeah. We were starving for good Marvel games oh. in the 2000s, kids. Yeah, and we um, went hungry. Yeah. 
X-Men Next Dimension, Spider-Man 2. That's it. They peaked. <laughs> They're done. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction oh. and The Punisher were pretty good. Uh, X-Men Legends. They were good. Yeah. Oh, oh, well. Well, you're moving, into the, you're moving into the, the PS3 realm now of like of like yeah. the PS2 knew what it was doing and then the PS3 went, yoink, no, these are PS3 titles. It's our style. We've oh, always Legend, done this. Legends 1 and 2 were PS2 games. Ah, oh, no, they were beautiful. It was in number two where you got to... Number two had Deadpool and... Um, yeah, because number the, two was Age of Apocalypse, basically. Yeah, and the Savage Land. Yeah. Because it was a Sauron boss fight. And I was like, this is nuts. I love this. Sauron's great. Um, I love Sauron. Um, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Uh, and I bought... I mostly used it for... Um, for oh, what the hell is it called? The video. UMDs. The, UMDs. I mostly used it for UMDs. Yeah, I, I don't own, own any UMDs. I own five. I own Red Dwarf the Smegups. Which is just such a bizarre um, well, they didn't, they didn't know. I don't think there was ever any seasons of Red Dwarf. I think they put the Smegups out first, and the plan was if it did well, they would then release the seasons. Let's release this outtakes video, and if it does well, we'll release the actual thing. That's such a, that's such a strange strategy. Um, strange I, today. I've got the Mighty Boosh Series 1. Uh, sure. I've sure. got Le- League of Gentlemen Series 1. You sure? I have got uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2. Sure. Uh, I'm very I think grateful. For a, for I my, think they were bundled PS- with the PSP for a while. Uh, they, were, they weren't for mine because I got it secondhand. Yeah. And I bought them second. Do you remember this, this store that used to be on Swinton Precinct? The, the yes. old games. Yeah, that's where I bought mine from. My first paycheck ever was uh 120 pounds for working at the formal highest shop that i worked at and i spent 90 quid of it in one go on a secondhand psp spider-man on umd and uh marvel nemesis so that was my like hey go me look at this and then i'd lie awake on a family holiday watching spider-man 2 on umd Mm. in in my section of the tent going jesus i can hear the disc spinning over the headphones (laughs) <laughs> PSPs are noisy. They oh are my noisy days little are noisy. Fucks, yeah. Um but I'm glad that the PS3 and Vita stores are staying open longer. At the very least, I was just hoping they would go, "All right, we're going to extend it to like December so you all have plenty of time to download what you need onto external hard drive." Do you know what I mean? Just some kind of like Well, the, the plan- an extension, but the fact that they've gone the CEO of of, of Sony Entertainment and PlayStation has come out and just gone yeah, we made a mistake. We're going to keep them open. And it's like, thank you. Because these yep. are the first sort of consoles that exist really in the digital age. Yeah. Like the PS2 and the original Xbox had online stuff, but not pro- not prominently. It was like a bit of Halo multiplayer and, and yeah. very early days of online multiplayer. It wasn't until the PS3 and 360 generation that stuff started coming out. Yeah, like, like full could, games could... were digits, and even then, it was until about halfway through. Yeah, it was their like sort of tw- life cycle that everything started coming digital day and date with the disc releases. Yeah, it was like two thousand nine, two thousand ten was when it yeah. became the whole like you could buy the game from the comfort of your home through the store that day if you want to buy it digitally. Here you go. Um, so I, I I'm glad that they've gone. Yeah, we appreciate that there are people who are just sort of into the tech and just move on to the next console and get rid of all the older stuff or neglect it. But a lot of you want to keep the stuff you've bought and you want to go back to it. So, yeah, we we cocked up. Sorry. It was, not, it was nice to see them admit it and just go, yeah, we cocked up. Is 
here's a here's an ongoing date, except for the PSP, sorry everybody. But to be fair, if you were to eliminate one of the three, the PS Vita can play a lot of the PSP li- digital library. For, you know, not everything, but some of the games can be played on the Vita. And um, I think all of them can be. The Vita has the whole remote play functionality with the PS4 and the PS5, so still has that option of... Oh, it can still can... do PS5 remote, are you sure? Not every game, but they've said that uh, PS4 games that can be played on the 5 can still use uh, remote play. Oh, okay, right. And there'll probably be options on some PS5 titles going forward. Because it still is around. I'm always surprised whenever I buy a new game and I look on the back and it's like, here's your memory, how many players, remote play. And I'm like, wait, what? Hang on. Huh? They're still yeah, catering to that of, option? What, one of the things uh, that you had to do back when they announced the PS4, it was a developer requirement for certification that you had to make it remote play compatible. Yeah. And, and if and if it doesn't have that, it has to stay on the back. Yeah. Not to remote play compatible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know what remote play is, uh, so basically anyone under the age of 15... Um, remote play, it will start as you shouldn't be listening to this. Fuck off. Secondly, remote play is basically you, your PS Vita is a TV screen and a PS4 controller, and you can have the PS4 on in another room and play it through the PS Vita. Yeah, it's um, Google Stadia, but the server is your PS4. Yeah, and the touchpads on the back act as L2 and R2. Um, and it's fine. I've used it for some stuff. It's like fine. It's not, it's not yeah, perfect. It's, not, it's, it's, it, it, the more sort of action intense what you're playing is, yeah, the less there is a, good it is. There is a, even with good broadband, there is like a, a hair's delay yeah. in the response it's time. Better for, it's better for like RPGs and stuff, and slower paced yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, platformers, like sort of more, more sort of chilled out platformers. Um, yeah, don't try and play Super Meat Boy with it. You'll. Oh, God, no, no. But mind you, if you've got Super Meat Boy, just download it onto your Vita and play it on your Vita. Oh, instead. yeah, of course. Cross by, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What did I use it for once? Arkham Knight. Um, I was just doing some of the challenges, you know, the, that the must combat have been challenges. Tricks, eh? It was. Because I was like, why is my counter like so off? And then I realized it's because there's like a half second delay. It's like, oh, that's shite. So instead, I just. I did it so that I wouldn't stay up in the living room and make a lot of noise and in the end i just turned the vita off went downstairs and played it with headphones onto the controller like i'll just do it down here it's fine yeah uh i got a new controller today actually i bought um from a shop on ebay that was i guess getting rid of stock it's the only place i found a straightforward um playstation 4 dualshock controller in the original matte black anywhere online in the last few months everywhere it's been like 60 quid 70 quid or out of stock just to get a simple licensed controller that I know will last a few more years. Because third party's great, but now that this console's going out of style over time, I want to yeah. know that I've got the more robust option, being the PS4 controller. I mean, you can um, still buy them. You can, but uh, online stock's been really difficult here in the UK over the course of the last year, because obviously a lot of places have sold out because people have been going, well, I'm in lockdown guess i'll yeah. get a games console or oh we'll get two controllers so we can play more or oh i've not used my controller in three years and the batteries died because that's how those batteries work you need to use them every now and again for them not to die um yeah so so i found one and it was boxed and sealed and pretty and had the stickers on it and here it is look at that it cost me 20 quid from that's an ebay good. seller who then put it in shit packaging and it arrived today with the box busted to fuck but the controller was fine what 
So yay! What? All because I was starting to get a trigger problem on the controller in this office. It was um. Yeah, one of the first things me yeah. and Keeks did when I when I started my current job is when that first paycheck came through is we got blunt new PS4 controllers each. Yeah, just there we go. Now we know Brand that when the ones. old ones go kashbit, we have them. These aren't gonna die. They ain't gonna fall apart. They're gonna last. I've been playing a lot of my PS3 this last week, and yeah, I've been playing a bit more PS3. I forgot recently. how fucking durable those controllers are. Yeah, they're so they take good. They take pounding. The uh, the dual axis uh, little beauties. The Dual Shock Three because the six axis three, didn't yeah. have rumble. Originally. Oh, six axis. That was it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, the very first ones didn't, did they? Nope. For the PS3. Yeah, so I'm I'm playing on the I'm playing on silver PS3. Uh, was it PS3 Lite? PS3 Slim. Slim. So the PS3 Slim before they did the Slim Slim, which is really unreliable. Apparently, the one with the sliding. The Super Slims. I had a Super Slim for a while, and I really liked it. What was it that made them dodgy? Was it just that how thin the tray was? Like I never heard of any problems with it. It was like a mm. manual tray, though. Yeah, it wasn't like an automatic loading sl- like slot loader like the the original and the Super Slims. It was like mm. you pressed a button and the middle part of the top just slid back. Oh, okay. And then there right, was yeah. a disc tray. So it's like a PS2. Uh, sorry, well, the, P- was, sorry, the PS2 Slim. Where you, like, you, you yeah, but, it it, but instead of being up. hinged, it, yeah. just, it slides back. Ooh, baby. Speaking of sliding I like the back. Super slims. I, like, I like them. Speaking of sliding back, let's see if you yes. can segue this. Yes. Um, we're sliding back to oh, oh. to oh. Uh, the blockbuster release schedule. Uh-huh. Thing, things are coming back. Things things slid back and now they're coming back out. And Look, some trailers came out all yeah. right, this week. Yeah. Um, things to watch. First of, all, things. first of all, the one we're slightly less excited about, but still looks like it could be good fun, is yeah. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Yeah, um, starring Netflix. Dave, starring Dave Bautista, amongst others. Um, it's a heist movie with zombies. It looks yeah. like the it zo- could be the zombie fun. outbreak. The zombie outbreak happened, but was contained in Vegas. Vegas has been left alone and walled. And- yeah. So it's, it's, it's a very, like, that alone is a premise from, like, oh, well, that's just begging for, like, a, that's that's a premise begging for a film. Like, don't worry. We got a handle. We stopped the zombie virus from spreading. You're welcome. How did you stop it? You, 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 well, it stopped. How <laughs> did you stop it? We built a wall. What? We built a wall. <sighs> so you've not, you've not killed every trace of the virus. Yeah, but it can't get out. So. Yeah, it can't. That's fine. Like it that, couldn't possibly get out. That sounds like enough of a premise for a horror movie. The idea of we contain, we got rid of it by containing it in a small area. Because mm. the obvious premise there would be, you know, it gets out one day and the world has become so complacent or like the world has developed protection. So you get to kind of see a, a world that is prepared for the apocalypse with the twist being that maybe they've underestimated the threat. Um, but instead, the premise of this is Zombies contained in Vegas. There's money in Vegas still, and the SEAL team, the sex SEAL team, are going to be banded together to go in and rob a vault. And there's your premise: bunch of people who feel like they they're owed something for the service they did, or the time they gave, or did what they did for you know for their country, and then came back and have had shit lives since, and feel like they're owed just something. Something. For, and it looks like a criminal comes along and goes like, yep, there's a shitload of money in this vault. We'll gear you up. 
you get this much of it. Do you want the job? And yeah, so that's that. That's what got me when we first spoke about this. I was like, okay, that's yeah, all right, that's interesting. And then the casting of Batista, and I'm like, all right, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and Zack Snyder's director was like, okay, yeah, I think he could make this work. Now that I know that his paws are completely all over it, I'm slightly less enthusiastic. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think that, we were that, saying that, this... That, that, that card in the trailer of a story by Zack Snyder, written yeah. by Zack Snyder, directed by Zack Snyder, I'm like, just put from the mind of Zack Snyder, or like a film by Zack Snyder, and I'll get the point. It just feels very like, okay, the internet is the internet is a meme well, that's, that that's meme marketing isn't it like yeah but like, i don't know I, I mean like dawn of the dead may not have been a faith the thematically faithful remake of the original dawn of the dead but it was a pretty good zombie movie and that's something they've stressed um, as well that these aren't connected this isn't a sequel no no no, no this no, has got no. nothing to do with it this is a, fr- a fresh there are so fresh many what's it there are so many of the dead movies that are not <laughs> connected yeah. officially or, or, or unofficially Although some of them are unofficially, but not really connected to the This one's the not Romero part of the Romero of the series, films. but George Romero's made it, and it's... Wait, what? Hang on. What? Huh? Hang, wait, huh? This one's a remake of that one, but it doesn't mean that those other ones existed. Is it, yeah, because, like, what, what what was Dawn of the Dead in the original series? Like, third or fourth one or something? Second. Second one. It was Night of the so, Living Dead, and then... Uh, so that, the Dawn of the Dead and then Day of the Dead. So Although, it, gets, it gets remade, but the remake has fuck all to do with the other series, nor did the mm. events of Night of the Living Dead happen. This and like, also, huh? then you've got Return of the Living Dead, which was a sort of more c- comedy... Uh, so basically it was an argument over the over the rights. So Romero went off and made Dawn of the Dead, and then some of the dude who was involved with the production went off and made Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Um, which is great, and you should watch mm. Return of the Living Dead has many sequels. I don't know if any of them are good because I haven't seen any of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is this is Zach returning to that genre. Um, I like the look of this trailer a lot. I, yeah. I like I like the look of it. It looks like what I want, which is Army of Zombies, a t- SEAL team of varying like character types at least on the surface based on the casting and the looks yeah. of the characters but it's it's a zack script so they could all just be really pissed off like angry people and that could be it so we'll wait and see but batista like as we saw from blade runner uh, 2049 and such could bring a lot of sensitivity to a tough guy role yeah he's got he's got chops yeah and I, that that's what's got me the most excited the premise is like second dave in a lead role's got me excited because i like yeah. him a lot yeah. Um, the best and worst moment in the trailer is the same moment for me. Is it's it the zombie tiger? It's the zombie tiger because you see a Siegfried and Royd looking like white tiger <laughs> climb up on a car <laughs> and half of its face is rotted away and it's clearly hungry and unlike a lot of the other living dead around it, like this thing is a tiger. Like it's built to tear flesh from bone. Yeah. So that's a great idea. But then the characters go, is that a fucking zombie tiger? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes. Of course it yes, is. Yes, it is. Who are you having to spell this out for? The audience. It's called Marketing it's just, Christopher. It's really, that made me go, oh, please, can someone else write his scripts? Just please, for the love of fuck. But it's on Netflix. I already pay for Netflix. I'm not paying any extra for this. I'm open. I think it looks good. It's out next month. Yeah. 
Like, no time at all. Um, but we do have a little wait for the next movie we're going to talk about. Yeah, and but also we've got... this next movie is like, oh, oh, we're theatres. We're coming out yes. in theatres. Because we are enough of a way away that we think that you, you, you'll, you'll be able to come out by that point. And I kind of believe that, especially based on America's vaccination rate at the moment. They've like, no, I think so. I think we will th- be. They've done really well. Like 50% of Americans have had the first shot and 25% have had uh, both shots now. Um, it's not a case of the other 50% haven't heard anything. The other 50% are either the people who haven't qualified yet, but are now are now available to qualify as of last week. Yeah, over 16. Um, uh, anyone over 16 can get it now yeah. in the States. Or are the people who've refused to take it, in which case, fuck you anyway. Fuck you. Um, like, <laughs> seriously, fuck you. As long as like, we're all we're all going to get it and we're all still going to distance where possible and we're all going to wear masks where possible because we know it needs to die out statistically more for this to be a thing where we can just go free as a bird wandering around again. But at least we ain't going to get sick. If you want to risk it just because you think that Jesus is going to protect you against Bill Gates or whatever bullshit you're all coming up with this week. Great cool i hope your families are safe from you um can we talk about the trailer now no yeah okay okay Um, (laughs) yes released on on the birthday of its leading man simulu um yes the other day he he tweeted out the teaser poster and said i've been given permission to reveal this like here it is like you know uh, i've heard trailers dropping in the next few days can't wait for you all to see it and he drops a really cool, like, teaser poster of Shang-Chi in what will be, like, not really his superhero outfit, but, like, his outfit, his, like, signature outfit. It, it looks like um, what he wears in Hitman's Avengers run. Yeah, yeah, like, his more modern look. Like, yeah. it, it, it's a great look. He looks the part. And he put that out the other day in the morning, and it was like, what a nice surprise. And then the Marvel Studios accounts and the Disney accounts. Yeah. And the Shang-Chi accounts went, Happy birthday, dude. And they just dropped the trailer. And it um, looks good. They they explicitly say this is a teaser. Yes, and, and it I teases. Get, it and does I get tease. that because it is mostly just a mood thing. It's here's the gist. Here's a sample of what you're going to see. And comedy beat. And we'll see you again soon for more marketing in the near future. Yeah. But what an introduction holy shit <laughs> so i i i like shang chi a lot i i've never mm. like read a shang chi run but whenever the characters rocked up in my street level superhero books i'm always yeah really i mean he hasn't happy. really had a good uh, like a, a a long run since his original series yeah um and that he was, is... he was very much a character of his time in terms of like when america especially was obsessed with kung fu and martial arts movies yes. and you know there, there are elements also... of his of his story that will not be carrying on into the modern day and yeah. hell, or even even ignored now. Yeah, it's, but, it's kind of... A, it, yeah. When it was first out, it was kind of backwards in the way that it was going forwards and that, it yes, it was um, an East I mean, Asian character, but it was also fell into some of the traps of like these sort of yellow peril villains yeah, of the 50s like, and 60s. Progressive. And, it wasn't a white man learns kung fu and is the hero of this world story. That's progressive regressive his father is a character called fu manchu so like the the infamous yellow Mm. peril character fu manchu no less which it looks like they're dropping here yeah Um, they're doing they're doing a guardians 2 and going we're gonna take the fatherly like legacy thing but we're gonna make his dad someone different yeah Um, yeah and 
for all intents and purposes, it looks like his father is the current embodiment or the eternal Mandarin. Yes, possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But it with it being a like teaser, ten, it's difficult it to like, say for sure. Like the ten rings aren't rings. They're like bracelets. Yes. They're like physical rings instead of just like, you know, jewellery rings. Um, Which makes because... more sense if they're going with the comic book origin for them. Yes. Yes. Because, uh, like, this is this is our first exposure to the Mandarin. But wait! No, it isn't! Yeah, well, it we're is. Making, we're making some assumptions here. Well, are we? The Ten Rings. The Ten Rings. So the Ten Rings uh, in the MCU is a terrorist organization um, born out of, uh, like... Uh, essentially faith and obsession and and a sense of cleansing the Western world in particular, like by wiping out parts of Western influence uh, over the rest of the world. Uh, established in Iron Man. They're the guys that misuse Tony's technology and hijack mm-hmm. it. They're the, 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 a run of them are the ones who kidnap him and Yen Sid um, to build, build weapons for them. Uh, the Ten Rings crops back up in Iron Man 3 when they are apparently responsible for a series of terrorist attacks under their leader, the Mandarin, who releases all these videos uh, threatening America and America's politicians. Which we then find out is fake. It's not really the Ten Rings. The Ten Rings' image is being used by the real villain of Iron Man 3 and Mm -hmm. the Mandarin himself. This folklore figure, the the founder of the Ten Rings, isn't really the Mandarin. It's, It's a performer in the role. And then we find out in uh, All Hail the King, um, the the Marvel one-shot film, which is the main reason to buy the Dark World Blu-ray, um, that the Mandarin exists, is out there, has followers, and would like to have a word with Trevor Slattery, the actor who played him. Yeah, I wonder if they'll pick up on that thread in this. Probably not, but... Who, I, oh, it's I think it'll, pro- it'll probably be a throwaway line, but wouldn't it be kind of brilliant? If, like, there was just some throwaway thing showing that either he's alive and well because he's kind of amusing, so they've just sort of kept him around, and it's a surprise cameo, or it's this horrible reveal of, oh, yeah, that guy turned out to be an actor. What happened to him? And the guy talking to him is just casually drumming their hand on a skull or something. You're like, oh. He did. Do you know what I mean? Which would be horrible, because Trevor's... Well, he's not innocent, but he's not a bad guy. He's, he's, most, is, he's mostly harmless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. so it looks like here we're going to learn about the origin of the Mandarin mythology and the Ten Rings and where maybe the, the modern day iteration or faith of it was, was birthed. But enough um, about that. Let's talk about the Kung Fu fight. Let's talk about some fucking Kung Fu. Um, a little too quickly cut in the trailer, but that's because they just want to show you a shitload of stuff. However, for me, two bits that stood out. The fight in the uh, the under construction skyscraper with the yep. neon backlighting looks tasty, and the fight on the bendy bus. I mean, we are, we are in, we are in, we, guys. We are beyond shocker now. We are we are beyond Korvac now. Like we are in obscure Marvel villain territory. It looks, it looks like he's got only got the one razor fist though. Well, so it does spring. It does guess- spring out. I guess he can wipe. Oh yes, cause, oh, of course, because in the comics he's got two. He's just oh, two, Jesus. he's just two knives. He's got two knives for hands. Do you think he's so stupid? Do you think at some point he's going to end up being uh, tricked into cutting off his other arm with his sword? 
Oh, well, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh, good lord. Razor Fist, man. Razor Fist. Razor Fist is in a Marvel movie. Razor Fist? (laughs) (laughs) You know, before the Green Goblin. Before Bullseye. Like, you know, before freaking Kang the Conqueror. Razor Razor Fist Fist. is making his debut in a Marvel movie. Hanging out Um, with hanging out with Taser Face and (laughs) Taser Face. It's metaphorical. There's nothing metaphoric about about Razor Fist. He's very literal. Um, but yeah, this looks this looks good. Not uh, a lot of. Uh, is it Simu Lee? Or... Uh, I shall double check. But go on. Yeah, our our leading man. But I, I mean, I, we know we can act. It's just I would I would like to get more of a sense of Shang of, of Shang Chi, his interpretation. Uh, but. Hmm. I love I love the idea that so in the comics there was a period where um in the comics there was a period where he uh, the proper pronunciation is Simu 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 he doesn't say about his surname ah! <laughs> um yeah he tweeted out last year uh let's see if I can pull this up with the internet being as terrible as it is. But yeah, so uh, in the comics, there's a period where the character uh, sort of for 10 years buggers off out into the world. Mm. <laughs> He's put, so y'all can pronounce Daenerys and Joaquin, but not my simple ass name. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Yeah, it's sorry, true. Simu. Sorry, my man. Uh, we took yeah. a stab at it and we got it wrong. I'm sorry. Sim- uh, Simu. Simu. Uh, he... Yes, yeah, so Shang Chi. There was a period in the comics where basically he killed a man for his father on behalf of his father, and then realized that the man was a good person and he'd essentially been kind of brainwashed by his dad's um, organization and and you know creed. So he buggered off and he spent ten years basically training himself to leave the programming of that world and that life, and and become more like his own man. The film seems to be doing a version of that, where mm. basically he either escapes or is always given the freedom to just do whatever he wants for ten years, before they come back going, "No, you've now you've got a job now, you have a legacy, and we've given you we've given you your wiggle room," and they make a thing of being like, "What have you done with it? Like, what have you chosen to do with it?" And in the trailer, it looks like he's had a job as a DJ, he's had a job as a valet, like he's hanging out with his mates, taking selfies, having fun. I really hope the message of the film isn't like, I've been wasting my life. I better go and, you know, be who I'm meant to be. I hope the message is, I could be both things. Piss off. Do you know what I mean? Because in a world of superheroes and supervillains, it'd be refreshing to see one who's like, look, I'm I'm not fighting aliens. Like, I'm not doing this, that, and the other. Let me be me. Just but let, what let if me be he me. was? I'll step up and do shit when the time is right, but let me take selfies with Aquafina. Like, do you know what I mean? Just let me hang out with my mates. Um, what we suspected was happening with Aquafina, by the way, we were like, is she going to be comic relief bestie? She's comic relief bestie based okay. on the trailer. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. I hope, I hope they give her a little more to chew on because she's a really good actor, but you know, yeah. we'll see. Um, but if you need to get he... someone to do that part, then you might as well get someone dependable to do someone it. Someone who's good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bendy Bus double slap and double kick is my favourite shot in the whole trailer. <laughs> and this is a trailer that includes giant good doggos. Oh, yeah. Like, massive good doggos. But that's my favourite shot in the trailer. It looks gorgeous. Um, 
the hilarious chain reaction to the release of this trailer was that another Marvel character trended for the majority of the night yesterday. Was it Iron Fist? It was Iron Fist. Um, people getting confused I mean, with Razor Fist again. No, 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 no. No, people are going, uh, hey, remember when Iron Fist fucked this up real badly? <laughs> which is sort of a, which is sort of a disservice yeah. to Shang-Chi. They're very different yeah. stories. But I know what they mean. It's like, this film is going ham on the martial arts and executing it in what looks like a really beautifully stylish way. Mm. Whereas Iron Fist, the TV series, the, the Netflix series, kind of fucked it up majorly. Did a lot of course correction in series two. A lot of course correction in series two. Um, but it's just... I feel bad for Finn Jones. You know what I mean? Like, Duke got hired to do a job did the job he was told to do, wasn't everyone's cup of tea on the actual performance, but did what he was hired to do. Like, uh, uh, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he did what he was hired to do. It, it, that, the, the fault is... I say this a lot about actors. If people hate an actor's performance, don't blame the actor. They didn't cast themselves in the film. They I didn't mean... direct themselves in the film. If the wrong actor for the role... Is cast in the role. Yeah, that's they yeah, didn't yeah. do it. They didn't put themselves there. They will try their darndest, but you can't like, you can't pull random man off. I'm obviously I'm not saying this is Finn Jones. Like the guy has talent, he's got chops, but I'm not saying like you can't just pull random guy off the street and go. You will be Hamlet now in this production. You've got two weeks of rehearsal, and then they knock it out of the park and deliver the finest Hamlet you've ever seen. That's not how it works. You audition and you find the best person for it, or the person where you're like, oh. The summit between them and the director's style that we think would prevent, pr- produce something very unique. Mm. So let's let's get them to work together. Um, you know what I mean? Like, and also like Iron Fist sort of suffered from writing as well. Like, you just didn't really know. It's a show built on the basic premise of something spectacular that never showed you the spectacular. So it was always going to annoy people. Like the dude gains his powers by tearing the heart out of a dragon. And then they never show it. No, no. Ever. You're like, what? Like, you what? The most intriguing part of Iron Fist, because I've, I've dipped in now and watched like a few. The most intriguing part is just that first couple of episodes story arc of, wait, you're that kid who went missing? You can't be. This has got to be a false claim. Someone's someone's bullshitting. Like, you're, you're just yeah, pretending to yeah. be him. To, that's the most interesting premise. Uh, the most interesting part of Iron Fist ser- first series to me. But I've not had any desire to go beyond, like, the initial first couple of episodes. Because I'm like, what am I going to get from it? What am I going to get from it? Yeah, this? yeah. Like, I know he's Danny Rand. What would have been spectacular is if you spent a whole series with that character. And then at the end of the series, somebody with an Iron Fist, like, punches him out. And, you know the character's like who the hell are you and it's like i'm daniel rand who the hell's this guy and that would have been the end of season one you would have been like wait what the hell have i just watched and then series two is an unfurling mystery around like the iron fist and you know what it means to have that legacy and why are there two of them what is do you know what i mean like that would have at least made it stand out imagine if the series got you to love one protagonist and then beat the fuck out of them at the end of the series to reveal that you've been watching someone lying the entire time yeah i can dig that you know, you could do something with that, but I don't know. We're just fan casting and fan wanking here. Point is, don't compare Shang-Chi to Iron Fist. One is a multi-million dollar blockbuster movie. The other is a Netflix show, which will have a budget about 
a 50th of that movie's budget for its entire run, never mind, like, one season. So, you know, come on. Come on, everybody. Lay off. It was Lay rubbish, off. though. It was. and But I, was think the defend- I think The Defenders is worse, because we've all forgotten that. Defenders had the had the the good sense to be only six episodes, though. To be fair, and gave us its and gave us the best Iron Fist scenes. Yeah, like just him bouncing off of those other three characters was like this is really entertaining. Yeah, do more of this. Oh, they're all cancelled. Um, Sigourney Weaver's in the MCU, and we don't even talk about it. Like, yeah, that was it's so weird. That was a bit of a waste. I, I'm, I at least remember Bill Paxton's in the MCU because he was in like a decent arc in Agents of Shield, like That's as, true. as the villain. But I don't, I don't fucking remember what Sigourney Weaver's character was. I remember that she's, ba- she's she's sort of based on a character from the comics, and they gender swapped the character and gave them a completely new story, so it's all in the name, and that's it. I'm like, okay, and. I've still not watched Daredevil Series 3, and I think it's because of The Defenders. I ended The Defenders just like, yeah. Daredevil okay. Series 3 is good, though, man. It all is Luke good. Ca- all Luke Cage Series 2, I've not seen that either. Luke Cage Series 2 is a bit more mixed. Yeah, does, does Daredevil Series 2, uh, Series 3 have more Kingpin? Yes. Is Fisk, is Fisk the antagonist again? Yes. I will watch it. I will watch it because he was my favorite thing about series one. It's very and, Fisk heavy, and his like one and a half episodes in series two were fucking spectacular. So yes, I will. Yeah, the city. Everyone, take a shot. He's gonna say it again. Um, <laughs> Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, third of September, or third of September, twenty twenty two. Let's wait and see. How no, it'll be out. It'll be out. It'll be out. Although. There's another film whose whose future we're not quite as certain of, but seems to be becoming a little more sure. Solid. Mm. As to, as of today, the twentieth of April, two thousand. Oh, oh do one. Happy happy four twenty. Blaze it, blaze it. Uh, uh, um, the Flash has entered production. <laughs> Finally. Oh, wrong one. Wrong one. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, Andy Machete shared a little. Teaser image of the teaser animation of the new logo and has announced that they've started shooting. It's it happened. It, it It's actually happening. It happening. <clears throat> Which I think means that we've lost the blood pact and we now have to sacrifice one of our firstborns. Mm. So I'm pretty sure we I'm pretty sure we declared that this movie was never going to start rolling. Yeah, I'm I'm, sh- I'm honestly shocked, but now we'll now we've got to see if A it finishes rolling and B it makes it out. Um, that's true. So we'll but see. But we do, we do also know as of yesterday that his publicist has, uh, has, has confirmed Michael Keaton's involvement after Yay. a shaky period of, he might not be doing it because he's worried about how COVID's being handled in the UK. And I'm like, he's not mate, the only one. mate, I appreciate you, but over here compared to over there, I mean, go, come going on from one but, bad place to another bad place is still not a good idea. True, and he also has said that he lives like in the Arsa. He's in, in in his state. He lives like seventy miles out from the main town in a country house. Yeah. So like, even because if he's would, in America, even if he's in America, he's like, yeah, but I'm I'm away from people, so yeah. like I can I can cope. I go to the store like once a week and pick up stuff, and then come back to the house. Like I'm fine. Um, but he will be in it. 
He may be the first Batman to wear a mask on the lower half of his face. Hey! Um, so we'll see. Um, but, it, I yeah. Starring Ezra Mi- Oh. Because <laughs> accountability greater than entertainment. Am I right, guys? Listen, uh, we've not got much to say about The Flash other than it started production. Let's see if it finishes it. I like Andy Machete's films and I wish him well. Yes. I'm intrigued. I am always intrigued when they bring horror directors in to do these movies. Look at Shazam, look at Doctor Strange. Like You get some great results. So, look at Spider-Man. You know what I mean? The OG. And the and the recent ones, because, you know, clown director. <laughs> um, speaking of, let's touch real briefly on the Spider-Man news. During press for uh, Promising Young Woman, <laughs> Alfred Molina <laughs> has basically <laughs> shat the bed. <laughs> I think he's taking the piss. I really do. I, I kind of do. I think it's either... It's staged in the way that it's been leaked that much that go on, let's let let Marvel have gone. Go on, say some fair, on. fair enough. Go for it. Go on. Or it's an Ian McShane situation. <laughs> I'm in I'm in that show, the uh, Game of Thrones. Dragons, yeah. I was like, wait, are you? And then he got bollocked for it and he responded to them. We're like, look, it's tits and dragons, calm down. Yeah. Um, which I respect the hell out of him for. Um Alfred Molina is in Spider Man No Way Home. Uh he is playing Doctor Octopus. It is the same Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2. It's from the end of his story. John Watts said, we pick up where we left you. And he said, but I was dead. And John Watts apparently said, in this universe, no one's really dead. And I'm like, great. Because Sam tells a perfect whole narrative with that character in Spider-Man 2 that ends on the most beautiful note. So you better be doing something real fucking special here. I mean, to be fair... That film still exists in a bubble. Yeah. You can watch Spider-Man 2 and not have to acknowledge that his story goes on beyond that. Problem is, <laughs> yeah. you have to accept that that's happened if he is indeed playing the same arc in this Spider-Man movie. Um, he says that they're using de-aging technology on him, uh, that the tentacles do most of the work. Which I think was him joking about the fact that he's like, I'm not leaping around. I'm like 67. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to be jumping around off buildings. Uh, and uh, he really enjoyed getting back into the character because it's, quote, you know, rare to get to play the same character 17 years later, unquote. Yeah, quite. I'm like, okay, sure. I love him. I love Alfred Molina. And I love his depiction of Octavius. I can't help but feel that, like, A, Sony are making this happen because Spider-Verse did well, but, like, the reason Spider-Verse did well was Miles, not just because there were different yeah. Spider-Men. And, uh, B, um, it also makes MCU Spidey's world, his own personal world, real fucking small. Yeah. Because, like, if we get an Electro and Doc Ock from other universes, like... And... So what does he do with the rest of his time? Like, just, huh? I don't know. I think it's weird to take a a street-level, super-relatable character who you can pull into big team-ups in outer space and and do stuff with, and the joy comes from, he doesn't know what he's doing there. He's way out of his depth. You can do that, but then his stories are all interdimensional. I'm like, no, come on, come on. I think it's going to get to the point where the best of his his this Spider-Man's movies is Homecoming. Cause it's just Spidey neighborhood trying to get a date. Yeah. The last 25 minutes is a fucking great Spider-Man movie. 
Yeah. Where he's in his, where he's in his pajama suit fighting Vulture and, and fighting him on Coney Island. Like, that's great. I love that so much. And yeah. Oh, well. I'm at the same point with Spider-Man now. Who is my boy? I'm at the same point with Spider-Man that I am with Batman, which is another one. Sure. Okay. Is he your precious, mm. precious boy? Yeah. Well, yeah. let's talk more about precious, precious boys. As oh, we talk so about the penultimate episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Simply titled Truth, which is nice considering yes. what story it's it's adapting quite heavily from. And, and yeah, I yeah. think we should just mm. dive straight into some spoilers and chat about what we liked. Folks, if you at this point want a spoiler-free opinion on the penultimate episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're doing this all wrong. Go and watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We can tiptoe around spoilers for the first couple weeks, but if you're this far in, go and watch it. (laughs) Spoilers, 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 mother-loving spoilers from this point on for Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode 5. Truth, a.k.a. Oh my God... You can write a character acknowledging that they fucked up when it comes to considering the race element in a story and apologizing to their friend for not thinking of that. Mm. I am I am so happy we are at a point where like TV and movies are getting a bit more progressive in that sense because maybe it will start to normalize that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the bit I'm referring to primarily is when Bucky says to Sam when they're basically, they're doing the just guys being dudes version of bonding, playing catch, but with a shield. Mm. Um, Bucky's just like, you're right. Like, Steve, Steve thinks you're the right person to become Captain America to Sam, but neither of them, we both agreed, which means that they had a conversation. They, they about chatted it, yeah. about it before Steve went, so before Steve went back to the past in the alternate timeline, he went, Here's what I'm gonna do, and told Bucky. Um, he sa- he says like, but we, you know, Steve thought you're the right guy. I agreed, but we never considered what that legacy might mean for a black man in America. Yeah, like we didn't. Th- we thought of it as you as a friend and someone who would take up the mantle. We never considered that side of it, and we never considered the hurt that might come with that. And we are sorry. If he says like, I'm sorry, and I'm sure Steve would be. T- do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Yes. And then Sam doing his fucking perfect therapy stuff back, like continuing his counseling like storyline and, and, and sort of through line throughout this series and the films of him being someone who helps deal with grief and moving on. Finally pinpointing Bucky's issue. Yeah, you you're like get put getting bad people put away and you think that's gonna sort of clear your conscience for all the bad stuff you've done. Re- and he I think he says like, okay real talk not gonna hold back now and he just says like you need to you need to just help those who need you where you can that's more important not putting the bad guys away talking to the people who you took from and helping them in some way so essentially it's like you help them grieve or you help them with like just a job or an unfinished thing they need doing you you essentially give back to the people you took from. You don't just like stop the bad guys. Go to the people who are hurt because of you and help them heal in some way. Mm-hmm. Which has got me braced for next week's like potential scene of Bucky finally telling his friend in New York that he killed his son. 
if if they go, well, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that's. I mean, fuck that. Yeah, I will say, yeah. um, I admire the restraint of, and also the tease of them not showing us Sam's new costume. Yes, which is built by Wakanda because, hey, the shield is Wakandan in origin. Yeah, well, yeah, the the it's, material it's the is made out of. Yeah, yeah. Wakanda didn't want to take it back because it's like it's not ours. Like it's not it's ours, but it doesn't belong to us. When they took it off John Walker, the the Dora Milaje uh, in the last episode, like mm. uh, Ao said to the other one, like give it back. Just like phew, throws it on the floor, like there you go. So it's like Wakanda doesn't want it, but its legacy's in there. So it kind of feels right that if if Wakanda is woven into the DNA of Captain America already in a way that no one is really acknowledging. It's kind of right that they're the ones to go, all right, if Captain America is going to be a hero for everyone, because after what John Walker's done, he can't be a symbol of America. No. That's not what he can be. And Steve never was. He was sort of pigeonholed as that, but he never was. He was, the, he, yeah, was, the, he, was he was a hero for everyone. He was a hero for the planet. It was, the, it was a symbol of the idea... The ideals of, an, of America. Uh, 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 well, the ideal America, not yeah. the actual yeah. America. Yes, perfect. Yeah. Um, it, it it just feels right that Wakanda would create the next version or have a hand in creating the next version. Yeah. Um, it also feels right that, in a way, I don't think Isaiah Bradley's ever. I don't think Isaiah Bradley's ever going to agree with Sam. No, no. But the idea that Sam is like the the best I can do is take what this has become and make it better. Like that's. You know that's more important. That legacy is tainted, so I create a new one. Yeah, uh, like, uh, when we were watching it, feel, it, it feels right that like you know, what I mean, it's it's yeah. at least the whole thing of you know, I'm, I I'm not that. I can't change what happened, but I that should be talked about. It should be highlighted. You should have justice. Let me course correct what Captain America is. Yeah, and and claim it. And the fact that Captain America is now inherently in the in what we presume is a costume, at very least wings. But, like, what Captain America is going to be going forward is inherently, like, surrounded in and fueled by African-American heritage and, um, you know, uh, Afrofuturist in terms of Wakanda. But, like, you know, African heritage is in there. And it, it's helping to sort of dissipate the idea of, I'm Captain America. It's like, yeah, Captain America is the a hero for the fucking planet. Yeah. Like, that's who he is. That's who Sam should be. And and you should acknowledge, you should see on display that this is not some government approved little vanity project. Like it's not what it is. No. And and that's that says a lot. And it's also it also helps differentiate Sam's version of what he will seemingly become from what's come before in an even yeah. more extreme way. Because uh, when we were watching it, Keats was really worried for a moment after his conversation with Isaiah that he was going to give the shield to Bucky. And there's a couple of moments in that yeah. scene where it's like it feels like they're gonna go that way, but thankfully they don't. Um, he decides to stand his ground, which I really liked. Um, I do love that we I do love that we see Bucky like getting in on that action in that fight sequence. Like it is cool because you sort yeah. of just just as a just as a superhero comparison level, you're like yeah, just like in the comics, either of these two guys could absolutely wield this shield and do some damage with it. Oh yeah, like, they could make it work. But you're right. Like it, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be Bucky. 
Like it shouldn't no. be him. It ne- it has to be Sam. Um, let's talk about truth. Let's talk about the the, the Asaya Bradley um, storyline. So this is we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago when he was brought up. Yeah. About how in the comics pre Captain America versions of the Super Soldier Serum were tested on various African American. Um, like some prisoners, some military. I think they were all uh, military. I think they were all yeah. like. I think it was like. But, a... they, but, they, but they, they weren't like. It wasn't like a willing. We're going to no. put you through this thing. It's like they were slowly fed the stuff that would change them and then they were tested. Um, and essentially, when when Erkstein sort of finds out about this, he's like, What the fuck are you doing? No! So he's the one who like properly corrects, course corrects it when they brought when he's brought in from Germany and he's like, yeah, no, I, my country's doing horrible things. Like I need to help you find a way to stop them. Like it's it's disgraceful. Um, that's when that's when it is refined. But all of the groundwork was done by it being tested on African Americans, who then who basically were tested on not because you know they were like you guys are the best of the best, but because they were seen as disposable. Mm. And the idea that, like I say, Bradley was basically Captain America, pre-Captain America, and years later Steve finds out and he's like, I am so sorry. It's like, you shouldn't have gone through that. Just for He says, if I could give all of this up to have given you the life you deserve, I would. And, you know, they come to terms on it. And Asaya's been sort of a, an occasional character in the Marvel Universe. He's popped up from time yeah, to time. Yeah. Um, in this, they rewrote it so that it's after Captain America hits the ice. All these countries are competing to create the Super Soldier Serum, which we've seen, like the uh, I can't remember what it's called. That's like the centipede thing, whatever it is. In um, um, in Ninja Shield, Ninja yeah. Shields is the 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 sort of extremist meets the Super Soldier Serum, and and then obviously Incredible Hulk. Ross was changing yeah. Banner's experiments to try and recreate the Super Soldier Serum. Uh, like there have been versions of it. Like Bucky's was an attempt to recreate it by Zola. Um, yeah. based on what he knew uh and and uh you know abomination sort of a, a botched version of it when he injects it all into himself in an incredible hulk and blah 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 um in this it's it's this is america's second attempt after steve goes down um and i say he's been through some shit and i really appreciate the restraint of letting that actor and and in turn anthony mackie tell the story of yeah. what he did and what he went through just sit and without, talk yeah yeah without ever cutting to a flashback or an action sequence because it was way more powerful because of that and it was a very t- the whole episode really you had a little bit of action at the start to sort of set yeah, things up pretty, and then the pretty rest fucking of it. solid action beat and then yeah. we went and this is the build a boat and talk episode. yeah yeah this is the build a boat bucky flirting with sam's sister and all the and all the character stuff. Uh, it's, it yeah. was good. It, yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was just two actors vibing. It was really good to see. Um, and to have that sort of to have this penultimate episode of a like an action limited series and and just take that time to just yeah. sort of let everything breathe. Let Sam and and Bucky bond. Um, with both the boat and with the shield, and get a sweet training montage of Andy Mackie. Yes, uh, being yes. buffing, um, <laughs> being very buffing. Yeah, just and doing and doing a lot of uh, I can't remember what it's called now. It's not parkour, but there's like a name for the sort of 
the 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 sport and the application of your strength to like do flips and whatnot. Yeah, it's called doing a flip. <laughs> do a flip. Like the Spider Man from YouTube. You're the Spider Man of YouTube. <laughs> do a flip. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, just to remind everybody, that same Spider Man kicked both of these guys' ass like with yeah. next to no effort in Civil War. Um, <laughs> and that was the genesis of the "I hate you," um, <laughs> which is which is carried on. Um, so uh, yeah. The Asai Bradley stuff was brilliant, and it was it was important just to let it rest on yeah. Sam's reaction and let him really take it in. Because, like I said, no matter what choice he makes now, if he takes up the mantle in any way, Asaya will not be happy. No, and I think a part of Sam will always feel kind of ashamed on his behalf. But Sam is a positive character in the MCU. He's really about like changing things for the better. So he's he's gonna make something of this that you know. John Walker has ruined. We'll get to John in a minute because I think he's the tastiest meal this episode. Zemo, he's gone. Bowing out on Zemo. Daniel Brühl is hanging out at the Sokovia Memorial, which he sort of planted that idea in Bucky's head a couple of episodes ago. Like, did you ever visit the memorial? I bet you didn't. It's like, mate, neither of these guys were involved in Age of Well, yeah, that's also true. Neither of them were. Sam appeared in that movie having a drink at the beginning. <laughs> like, neither of these guys were there. But, you know, fair point. He's talking about, like, you know, did any of you go to the Sokovia Memorial? It's like, well, I mean, I don't know what the rest of the Avengers did during their spare time, or the five years where we were half not here, or the two years where half of us were on the run. <laughs> Shut up! Um, but, yeah, it, it's... I think he was ready to die. Because Bucky goes to shoot him, and he oh, sort yeah. of look. He's like, I took the liberty of scratching my name out of your, your ledger. And then Bucky goes to fire, and of course it's it's blank because there's nothing in there. And he empties the clip out of his other hands, like all the bullets, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, here they are." And Ao and the Dora Milaje rock up in a in a in a this may be a well budgeted TV series, but still a TV series parked Wakandan ship. Yeah, and um, it's still nice to see it. It's still nice to see it. It was like, oh yeah, the yeah the spaceship, the 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 planes, the planes. Um, the plane, boss. The plane. Uh, and... So he's going to the raft, never yeah. to be seen again. It's like, why is he not going to Wakanda? It's like, because I guess, I guess, like, if Wakanda took him, they're playing more of a role on the world stage, which we've not seen what that. They role don't want to bring. Really him, yet, they don't want to bring but... him into their country, basically. Yeah, they just want to know that he's detained. Yeah, like, that's 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 what they need to know. Um, the raft. Zemo, founding member of the Thunderbolts, the group set up by by Thaddeus mm, Thunderbolt Ross mm, to use supervillains for aggressive covert ops missions. Mm, um, uh, I mean, we okay. also meet another character in this in this episode who might potentially use some less than savory characters for missions potentially to do some we'll, things. We'll get back to her. Um, Carly, uh, Morgenthau, um, not too much in this, but she's definitely she's definitely gone. Like she's mm. she's like no, people have died, and and I I buy it now because one of her own got murdered by Captain America. Yeah, and she she watched it happen. So I'm like, yeah, she's like no no, she's not taking it as he 
did this to us. She's taking it as, this is what they're going to throw at us. They won't stop till we're dead. So we have to do what we need to do. I'm still, I think this is, I think the execution of the storytelling here is kind of poor. I don't know entirely what they're going to do or what it, how it relates to this summit or what this summit really is about. I think that could be way clearer. Um, I feel like that's been truncated. Well, it's the, too it, much. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's oh. to, it's to do with the way that people who've come back after the blip are being treated and yeah. and relocated, and yeah, I think it's sort of a sort of an allegory for refugees around the world in general. But yeah, it's not. It's kind of taking a backseat to the character stuff. So putting could, an info, putting an infomercial at the start of episode three, I think it was, isn't enough. No. Like we need a bit need a bit more. A little bit more context would be nice, yeah. Bit more bit more to chew on. But <clears> I like I like them showing the idea of like, well, you know, the planet the people that were still around, especially those who can manipulate money and finance, got more out of the decreased population in that oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. So you have that one senator who's like, Why are we even putting this to a vote? Cause he's basically looking around the room going like we all benefit if we keep things the way they are. Like, we all benefit. So why are we even bothering with this? And it was very like, fuck me, that's the American modern That's Yeah, that's very... In a nutshell. That's very Ooh. on the nose. Yeah. And this was this was developed before... This was written and shot, mostly, before last year's trying to suppress it yeah. the votes and all that. So it's like... Although Jesus. that has been happening, particularly in the States, for a long time. It, but it would just make you wonder whether or not that was there based on that or whether or not that was added in the reshoots um, that they did earlier this year to do the pickups. So, who knows? Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Carly it received some help in the form of uh, sort of more munitions delivered by Batrock the Leaper, who is who is joined... Batrock and his thick neck, who's joining in because he's like, I just want to kill the Falcon. Like, I'll help you out, but I'm not here for your cause specifically. I just want a shot at Sam Wilson so I can kill him. Because obviously he nearly died in a helicopter explosion in the first episode, thanks to Sam. Loving a bit of Batrock the Leaper. All these Captain America comic book characters are here, and I am here for it. Like, they're all fucking here. It's like, this is great. Like, they could have chickened out and just be like, oh, we'll put like one villain from the... Co-. No! Like, there's so many of them in this show! <laughs> Like, you can't have Captain America? Like, Steve Rogers, Captain America? Great. Here's Falcon, Winter Soldier, Baron Zemo, <laughs> the Power Broker, Batrock the Leaper, the Flag Smasher, kind of. Like, we're just going to keep throwing them at you. And it's like, okay, I'm here for this. Um, I like the fact that he's going to be involved. It's, it's an extra level of threat. Because, like, the Super Soldiers, all, all of Carly's lot have the, have the serum in them. Mm. So they're formidable. But Batrock's a tactical villain. Like he can help he can help harness what they've got in this assault yeah yeah absolutely and, and put them in put them into a because the last two times we've seen him it's been he, they've had to take him down during a really big operation that's really well thought out and complex like winter in the winter soldier and in the first episode of this so it's like okay i hope they utilize that because that would be fun um i'm so happy that they keep the boat because i think it just fits the themes so nicely yeah all the family stuff was wonderful this week. It was so good. Yeah, I'm just I I like the idea of a Captain America that has a family to go. I mean, we meet. Yeah. Um, we Steve's meet... fam. Steve's family is the family he makes for himself. Yeah. Like the the Avengers and and the people he, he interacts with. But like, 
And this we is meet... someone who is an American, who lives in America. We meet John Walker's wife his... in this episode, but we don't yeah. know if he has any children. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Uh, but so we don't know about his family. But it's nice to see Sam, like, yeah, a Captain America who has a family to go home to. Yeah, Sam is a member of modern day America. He's not someone who like sails through life. He has hardships. His family deal with hardships. His community yeah. deal with hardships. Like he has the perspective of someone who is not, and this isn't like again Steve specifically, but like you know, he has the perspective of someone who is not a privileged white male in America, modern America who sails through life to a degree compared to obviously African Americans and other members of the communities that aren't white. So he has a real grounded perspective of what it be means to be an American. And yeah. what it means to care for your family and work with your community. And it's like Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck yeah. Also, he's Uncle Sam. And I know we've known that since episode one, but it really hit this week when one of the kids referred to him as Uncle Sam. You're like <laughs> oh show let's see what you're doing there show let's see what you're doing uh before we get into the arc of everyone's favorite bastard is there anything else you want to touch on no no i want to get to i want to get to it <laughs> so oh oh hang on then one last thing emily emily van camp sharon yeah. calls in batrock so she is power broker or that's what I've been thinking. It's working we'll get... for Power Broker. Yeah, I'm not clear. sure. She's she's a kind of a grey player. Yeah. In all this, so well, if she's the Power Broker, then she she's lying to Carly because Carly thinks the Power Broker is after her for the Super Soldier Serum. Mm. So why would Sharon be the person to send her aid? Like it's it's interesting, but we'll see. Um, John fucking Walker. Can can we can can Wyatt Russell get like three raises for his work on this series, please? I, I imagine he was paid very well. I hope. I imagine so. he was I, paid fine. I watched his interview on. Uh, thanks, Boo. It's been brought a cup of tea. Yeah. I watched his interview on. Uh, thanks, my lady. You. His interview with Seth Meyers this week, where Seth was like, "Is this one of those roles where you kind of don't want to be recognised in the street for it?" And he went. Yeah, he says, I, I kind of like my privacy and not having to, you know, look over my shoulder all the time anyway. But um, he says it's either because of my beard or because everyone hates me that much that if I'm out at the moment, no one comes over to like say, hey, you're from that thing. And he <laughs> said, like, I've, not, I've actually not been since this started. No one's come up to me and be like, oh, my God, you're in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And he said that's either the beard or because people are just like, I don't want to talk to him. What a dick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which, which means he's really done his job in the show because he's he is playing this so well yeah. and and it the defiance the absolute the unmitigated goal of the way he holds onto the shield and fights them both at the beginning yeah is uh in the words of my uh sometimes for some reason french wife super oh, actually no but don't put that there because the Stuff on it. So we're moving a dog bed around because she, she, she sits underneath that. She might, you know. She Put it on the chair behind me. No, it's full stuff. Is it? Oh my god. We're trying to find a dog bed space. Um, super. Super. Uh, so <laughs> the way he's that defiant that he's like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you both, and on at least two occasions, straight up just tries to kill Sam. Oh yeah. Is horrifying. Like twice he goes to behead him 
with the still shield. manages to take his wings off. Yeah. <gasps> Oof. Which uh, Sam hands over to um, to his chum uh, in the military, whose name I forget. But Joaquin. The in- Joaquin, the internet taught me this week is the current Falcon. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm behind, but that's nice. Sort I'm of very like, behind on anything that isn't X-Men, to be fair. So. <laughs> it's sort of like Bucky in, in the first Avenger. It's that thing of... Y'all know where this could go. We're just yeah. sort of, we're just sort of hinting at it. Same with, uh, same with Rhodey in the first Iron Man and stuff. It's that whole, you know where this could go. We're just gonna hint at it just a little bit. Next, Next time, time, baby. Next time, baby. <laughs> no. Um, Look, so... it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, uh, the way he just full on is beating the shit out of him, and it takes both of them holding him, and then Bucky breaking his arm. Yeah, it rough. Oh, good lord! It rough, son. That was that was tough as fuck. And it's the fact that they they nearly talk him round, and then you can just kind of see him be like, he's got to the point where he's just like, no, this is it's mine. Like, don't take this yeah. from me. And it's like they're not trying to take it from you. They're trying to stop you before you kill anyone else. You fucking idiot! Like, oh god. Um, <clears throat> the scene in the court hearing where he's he's given a. Other than honourable discharge. Yeah. So he's he's not given a dishonourable discharge. He's not given, like, the worst thing you can be given. He's given an asterisk, essentially. Like, you're gone. As punishment, you get no benefits or, like, pension or whatever from this. So, like, he's got to go out there and find work, essentially. Like, he, he can't retire from this position and earn because of his service. Like, he gets none of the benefits of for what he's done. Mm. That's his punishment. And he also is not given an honourable discharge. So, everything that makes him who he... Everything that he feels makes him who he is is now stained. Like, it, it's it's been besmirched. And it's been and a I, while. I love that speech where he just tries to tear him in you asshole. And he's just like, yeah. I'm what you, I am what you made me. Like, I did, you know, I did my duty. Like, I did what I was asked to do. And I did it well. And you're punishing me for listening to you. Like, you can't do that. And it's, it's that whole thing of, like, I'd feel way more sympathy for you if you hadn't proved yourself to be an arrogant dick Mm. like it's yes i feel for you but i also know you are someone who should not be given this position ever no like no 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 you are better when you are under orders the moment you took your own like your own path you fucked up son and i get the pressures you're under and i get all that but no and again it's it's a tough balancing act to do and wyatt russell does it so well yeah which is why it's extra compelling that they're, he- they're hinting that, yeah, he's still going to be sort of our... It's an action show. So he's still probably going to be our big threat next week. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Because he talks with his wife and is approached by Julia Louise Dreyfus playing a part we were apparently meant to see her play already in Black Widow. Mm. <clears throat> Marvel made that known this week that, yep, you were uh, meant to see her in that first. So keep that in mind when y'all go to see Black Widow. Because this moment was meant to be a, oh, kind of reveal. And instead yep. it's a, huh, what are they doing here? But what's more important is the character she's playing. Ah, um, uh, yes. Many, many names, but short, 
short for short, she's often referred to in the comics as the Contessa. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yeah. Or she says in this, just call me Val. Um She in the comics has a history. She's a Jim Steranko character who was around for Fury's like post World War Two time. Um Yeah, she, she popped up during Steranko's run on um <clears throat> On on Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Yeah, she she's like she's been his lover, she's been his confidant, uh, she's been a rival, she's been um, sort of a an ally in his books, and then she she's one of those players like the power broker, you know, like like Razor Fist, etc., who sort of isn't in everything. Razor Fist. But every now and um, again, a writer will go, "I've got an idea for them," and they'll just sort of pull them out of the toy box and go, mm. oh, "Put them in this." Um, she in most recent years spoilers from the comics if you if you don't want anything like too suspect for Falcon and the Soldier just there's your last heads up um, yeah. she was seemingly killed and replaced with a scroll in the build up to Secret Invasion yep uh, she got because the scrolls were after Nick Fury because they'd learned that he was developing the 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 scroll killer the weapon that would kill the scroll queen and end it all. The Skrilla. Um, the Skrillex. Yeah, which he, which he tries to hand off to Deadpool because no one would expect that and it gets hijacked and taken by the Thunderbolts then led by Norman Osborn who is the one who delivers the killing blow and the world's like, oh, Norman Osborn saved the world. And that tangent, tangent, back on track. But Nick Fury was a key player and the Skrulls knew they needed to take him out or stop him from developing what the weapon was going to be. So they sent the Contessa in to try and find Nick and the Contessa was actually a Skrull implying that she was dead. And she like she interrogates Dum Dum Dugan and seemingly kills him. And then when the two of them show up later, they're both scrolls. But then since then, Dum Dum Dugan and the Contessa have rocked up, kind of confirming that no, they were kept alive. Like during yeah, all I think this. that was confirmed. Like during or shortly after Secret Invasion, <laughs> is like the the scroll impersonators had to keep the original alive. Yeah, like not like in every case, but in the case of oh, if this is a key individual, if we keep them alive, we can basically interrogate them, use them for leverage, like help maintain the copy in the facade by learning yeah. more about them. And you've got to keep them which, alive which, which, which to is, keep the body print fresh. Yeah. Which is why, like Spider Woman, obviously she was sort of the the catalyst of that story arc, and the Skrull Queen impersonated her for the majority of it. Yeah, um, it's a great, it's a great, really fun, like. Invasion of the Body Snatchers style event, folks. And if you've not read it, you should read it. It's cool. But anyway, um, scrolls are baddies in the comics. Anyway, uh, she's since resurfaced and turned out to be a villain and has been revealed to have always been this. Not the, not the, the sole owner of this name, but she has always been with this organization the entire time. Um... She's the current, or at least most recent, incarnation of Madame Hydra. Who's Madame Hydra? Head of Hydra. In charge of Hydra. Basically modern Red Skull. Like, she's she's the head of Hydra. But Hydra's gone in the films and the MCU. Yeah, we think it has. Maybe. kind of has. Like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has proved that it still has its tendrils in places, because they had to deal with that in Series 2 in the Fallout of Phase 2. And... You know, we've seen Hydra people <clears throat> since then, like, you know, Baron von Strucker was obviously in Age of Ultron. Hydra were doing the experiments on the Mind Stone to create the twins and everything. So, like, Hydra, there are factions of Hydra still out there. It's just not as embedded as it was. Yeah. Maybe what it needs is a leader. 
someone to shape it. Give it form. Bring it some muscle. <laughs> Zemo's in the raft. Oh. Walker's now crafting his own uniform and shield with Lamar's medal. Did you see Lamar's medal like uh, welded into it? Um, into his uh, his bargain basement shield that he's making in the post credits. Yep. Uh, Hoskins' medal. Oh, when he tells Hoskins' family that he killed the person who did it, and you can see that the sister's just like, whatever. Like the the parents obviously have that emotional connection to oh, like Johnny, you were his best friend, and he always talked so fondly of you. And the sister's obviously young enough and disconnected from that kind of state enough to be like, mm, right, okay. Do you know what I mean? She's like, yeah, this guy's just walking in and telling us how it is, and I don't believe a fucking word he's saying. My brother's dead. It's probably his fault. So there's a lot of baggage that John John's dealing with. Oh yeah, but under either the influence or the nudging of Val, he's getting himself back into the fight and probably wants the shield because, as she says to him, no one technically owns that thing. Yeah, it's kind of a grey area because because when he's he's walked out, is is court martial? They basically say you have to return the shield to us like within ten days because they think he's got the shield. Um, and then when she's like, yeah, you can't get in trouble for that because technically no one owns it. Just, just letting you know that. It's like, oh God, he's going to try and take it back, isn't he? Oh yeah, of course he's he gonna is. try and take it back. Um, of course he is. The bit where Sam picks it up after the fight and just tries, like his first instinct is to try and wipe the blood off of it. Yeah. And it's just so thick. Like it's just not shifting. It's like, oh, there's some... There's some there's some tasty visual language in this show. Just ooh. <laughs> in the words of my not French wife, Zipper. Yeah, for, for um, a mostly dialogue heavy episode, it's got some really nice visuals in it. Mm-hmm. What do we think next week is going to be? Big fight. Yeah. But I wonder if that'll be more palatable and less, oh, of course, because of this week. Yeah, this maybe. Really, really took the time to go. Here's why what's about to happen is important, and you know what I mean. Whereas One Division, it kind of just came the fuck out of nowhere, but still was enjoyable. But felt yeah. kind of felt kind of obvious, except for the vision, 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 vision fight, where it was like, no, we're going to be weird with it, but there's still going to be sky lasers. And, and I mean, yeah, there was a little bit of weird with it, but it was mostly just sky lasers. Yeah. Hey, runes. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's it's I I think it will be punch punch pew pew. Yeah. But I I kinda don't mind and I think that's because of the legwork done this week. Yeah, definitely. Um I've really enjoyed this so far. Yes. And I'm looking forward to the finale. Yes. I I hope it ends strong. Because I think it's been mostly pretty strong so far. I think it for me it depends on how they resolve Carly. And the yeah. flag smashers, because I'm just yeah. not sure about those characters at the moment. It's going to depend how they land, whether it works for me or not. But we shall see next Either way, week. We're getting more Batrock, and that's that's yeah. the thing. That's the thing I never thought I'd say 10 years ago. Yeah, oh, Batrock the Leaper. Oh, he's in all the cool Marvel stuff. <laughs> like, you know, Batrock the Leaper. Yeah, what a, what a time to be alive. What um, a time to be alive, Razor Fist. <laughs> In the meantime, should you wish to get in touch with us about Falcon and the Winter Soldier or anything else, really, Chris, how could they do that? 
bigdamncontact at gmail.com is the email address to email to. You can also tweet us at bigdamncast. You can also, believe it or not, talk to us on Patreon. It's one of the perks of supporting the show. Patreon.com slash bigdamncast gives you access to the Discord server and our taints. And as well as that, no, you can no, see Matt no, live. No, what? no taints. No taints. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, I, I got you. It's like, terms of service, we can't say that nope. it gives you access to it. Nope. Okay. Yeah, nope. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Shaved nope. and buttered. Nope. You can also see Matt live every Friday at twitch.tv slash big damn stream for adventures in backlogging, hangout streams, big damn plays, and a little bit of his cheeky tape. No, no, probably not. No, no taints. Want to save the surprise. No taints. <laughs> well, until next time, what am I holding in my hand? The tank? Two cream eggs built on testes. Oh, duck eggs. Start, I'm starting as I mean to go on. <laughs> uh, Bye. <laughs> Maybe just a little tank.